Praise Him. Let's just take a moment right now. I, I, I need to find direction right now. I feel like God's wanting to do something right here. I think we ought to just take a moment and let's just let's just make sure that God is leading us in the path that He wants us Jesus. Lord, we're asking you right now, God, Lord, just to have your way in this place, God. Lord, order our steps right now, God, that we can follow you and be pleasing to you, God. Lord Jesus, you know what you desire in this place right now, God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, in the... Uh, in the Gospels, we find the story of um, blind Bartimaeus, and we see that you know Jesus and his disciples are coming, walking down the, the road, and blind Bartimaeus hears that that Jesus is coming, and he begins to to call out, "Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy on me," and people begin saying, "Shh, be quiet, be quiet, you're interrupting." And he cries out the loud. And he just keeps on crying out. Until finally Jesus turns to him and says, Call him over here. I want to talk to him. And he asked him, What is it that you would have me do? And he said, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus healed him. A story that we've all heard. We've heard that account. But I noticed something this morning and, and blind Bartimaeus' answer when Jesus, uh, or when, not his answer, but his call to Jesus. Remember when Jesus asked his disciples the question, who do men say that I am? What was their answer to it? Some say you're a teacher, some say you're a prophet. And then he said, well, who do you say I am? My God. And he said, uh, Peter answered and said, you're Christ, the son of the living God. And, and, and Jesus said, yes, that's, that's the rock on what I'm going to build my church on. He had a, a greater understanding. He was not just thinking that Jesus was, was a, a great teacher or that he was a, a prophet or that he was some mighty man that was used of God, but he recognized that Jesus was Messiah. But here in the account of blind Bartimaeus, we don't see that. He cried out, Jesus, thou son of David. Oh, now, David, that was a royal lineage. But he was calling on Jesus, a man that's from the lineage of David. Not calling on who he thought was God. Not calling on who he, he, he thought was this, you know, was the Messiah. He had just heard of the miracles and he knew that Jesus had worked these miracles. That's right. And Jesus still responded, even though maybe he didn't have it all. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe he didn't have all the understanding of who Jesus was. He still believed in Jesus. My yes. Listen, all it takes is calling on the name of Jesus. We live in a, 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 a politically correct society. Like I've said, and, and you know, we just, people just want to say to your God. Mm. No, there's a name where there's yes. Yes. We have to call on the name yes. of Jesus yes. Yes. in order for us yes. to be saved, in order for us to be healed, in order for us to, to receive what we desire from God. My God. Yes. Oh, yes. but if we'll just call on that name. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to here today, Jesus. but you need to call on that name today. Mm. You need to rely on the name of Jesus and believe for what you need today yes. in that name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel like God wants to break loose in this service. My God. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Let me let me get into the into the message today. Today I want to preach with the help of the Lord about the goodness of God. Mm. And I want to take one very, very short passage of scripture. And probably everybody here can quote this scripture. It's the shortest scripture in the Bible. John 11.35 Jesus went. And from that I want to preach to you about the goodness of God. Lord, we love you. We thank you today. God, we thank you for your word. Lord, the message that you spoke to us this morning said we need the word. And that is also true, God. Because it's through the word that we gain faith. That we build strength and belief and faith in you and in the things, God, Lord, that you desire to do. God, let your word go forth today. Lord, let it be received into our hearts, God. Minister and speak into our lives, God. Lord, that our faith may be increased today, God. We thank you for it. We ask for your anointing and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Why don't you greet someone around you? You know, I, I am a person that absolutely, 100%, wholeheartedly believes in the miracle working power of God. Amen. As I testified earlier about the miracle that uh, God did for my dad this week, there are miracles that God did uh, for Savannah 
and Amen. for her new baby Jetson this week. Things that, that we were not able to do. And I believe in those. And it's because I have seen God work that when these things arise, I have no problem in calling on the name of Jesus and saying, God, I, I need your help right now. There, there was a time that uh, this past week that Jennifer and I had stepped into the uh, into the uh, delivery room there with Savannah and her blood pressure had dropped extremely low dangerously low and the first thing that came out of, out of Jennifer and I's lips was Jesus touch her right now and you know just with those simple words, almost immediately, those numbers popped right back up. Amen. Amen. I, I'm talking about blood pressure that had dropped down to, uh, I, believe it was, I believe the numbers were, it was uh, like 85 over 39. Dangerously low in that situation. Oh, but in the name of Jesus, yes. all of a sudden, it just moved right back up. The, the prayers that were prayed uh, over that new baby, even, even as they left the hospital, they're on their way home, just about to get to their apartment. They're, they're almost home with this new baby, just a couple days old. And Savannah turned around to, to look at him in the car seat, probably for about the 50th time. And when she turned around, his face was blue. His eyes were swollen. He had stopped breathing. They immediately stopped, called 911 on their way. Oh, but prayers had already been made. Yes. And by the time the EMTs got there, he was breathing again. They checked him. They found what the blockage was. They, it was it was gone. It was something that was, uh, I guess, relatively common. But in that situation, they didn't know what to do. I, I wouldn't have known what to do except to call on the name of Jesus. And I thank God that when those things take place, there's a God that has already heard our prayers and He answers. Listen, we serve a miracle-working God. You know, we, we live in a, in a world today that even within those that uh, identify themselves as being Christians, they have difficulties with seeing God move in their lives. Right. They don't have a problem believing in the greatness of God. If, you know, you can ask any of them, and they they will you know they will readily agree with you on the on the fact that you know he's an eternal God, he's all powerful, all knowing, he's everywhere at all times with power over everything. That's God. He's this great big 
powerful being that, that is everywhere and you know he, he's out there somewhere he's the creator of all things they, they recognize his greatness but what we struggle with sometimes is his goodness Amen. Matthew 10 and 17 says and when he was gone forth into the way there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him good master what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life and Jesus said unto him why callest thou me good there is none good but one and that is God so we see in the scripture that Jesus is good but yet we struggle with his goodness Psalm 73 and 1 tells us truly God is good to Israel even to such as are of a clean heart. God is good. God is good to you and I. Amen. Amen. See there we have people in this world that are hungry from 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 something or for something from God. But but they don't know they don't know what it is, and they don't know how to how to get a hold of it. Right. Have you ever had one of those days where you were really hungry, but nothing really just ticked the box as to what would satisfy that hunger? I, I find myself doing that, and we'll, we'll laugh about it, you know, my wife and I. Well, what do you want for dinner? I don't know, but I'm hungry. Well, what sounds good? Anything. And, and then she'll start naming some things and, and you'll start going, well, no, not that. <laughs> well, you said anything. Yeah, anything but that. Well, what about this? No, not that one either. <laughs> well, then what sounds good? I don't know. <laughs> Keep naming some stuff. Maybe something will pop out. That's kind of where our world is. They, they want something from God, but they just don't know what it is. And they don't know, if you don't know what it is, you don't know how to get it. What the world is searching for is God's goodness. They, they want God to be good to them. And, and, and they, can't, they can't really identify what that is, what that means. You see, the goodness of God is displayed in that close, intimate relationship with individuals and the uh, attention to meeting the specific needs of the in individual. Like I said, most people that believe in God believe that he can do miracles, but they struggle with the fact that God would do those for me. We read in the, in the Gospels, we read throughout the New Testament about all of these miracles that Jesus did, that, that God did, that God worked through the disciples and the apostles and the New Testament church. All of these miracles that God did for individuals. And it was all not because God was trying to give a sign to a generation. No, he... He rebuked the Pharisees for asking for a sign. He, he said, you, you know, ungodly generation. Mm 
Why would you ask for a sign? You can, you can look at the, at the skies and you can de determine the weather, but you can't look at things that are going on around you and, and, and determine you know, what days you're living in. You talk to almost any Christian today and they will all agree that, listen, we're living in the last days. But the scripture talks about in the last days how that he'll pour out his spirit upon all flesh and there's, there's signs and wonders and things that, that are done through the power of the Holy Ghost working through the body of Christ, through individuals and for individuals. Mm. I want to show you how Jesus, God manif manifested in the flesh, showed his goodness to those that he encountered while he was here on earth. Okay? Today, I, I want you to see the example of Jesus Christ and see how that he displayed the goodness of God to people here on earth. John chapter 11, we find the account of Jesus and the resurrection of Lazarus. It's in this account that we took our scripture today that Jesus wept. See, when Jesus entered into Judea to a town called Bethany, he came where, to, to this place where Mary and Martha and Lazarus all lived. And when Jesus entered into that, they found that Lazarus had been dead for four days at this point. He encountered Mary and Martha and others that were with them mourning the death of Lazarus. And, and Jesus told him that told them that he would live again. He said, why, why are you so upset? He's going to live again. And they said, oh, well, we understand. We, we, you know, we know that he'll live again at the resurrection in the last day and, and all of this. And it, Jesus was going, no. No, that, you, you're not getting what I mean. See, Jesus wasn't talking about the resurrection of the last days. He was wanting to show the glory of God and God's goodness to them. And that's where we come upon the scripture that said Jesus wept. Now, I've heard people try to, try to describe that saying that Jesus wept because he was thinking about what he was going to be facing on the cross and his death and all of that. No, that, that contra contradicts other scripture that said that he looked at that for the, the, the joy that laid before him. Oh, I know that his flesh didn't want to endure that, but that was not why Jesus was weeping. Jesus was weeping because there were individuals there that he cared for that were suffering. Yes. And, and they were waiting on him to display the glory of God. And he, 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 wanted, he, he wanted to do that right then for them so that they wouldn't have to suffer. Yes. See, Jesus is a God of compassion. Yes, yes. he is. He looks at us and he has compassion on us. It was when he saw 
that the people he loved were hurting and that 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 hurt is what moved his compassion for them. He knew that he had come to raise Lazarus from the dead, but it was the fact that the people that Jesus loved were hurting that caused him to weep. Now, look, there are so many different accounts of Jesus being moved by compassion in the Gospels. Jesus was moved by compassion on the multitude in Matthew chapter 9, and because of that compassion, it said he gathered them together and he taught them. He was moved with compassion for the multitude in Matthew 14, and he healed their sick. He had compassion on the 4,000 in Matthew 15, and he fed them with loaves and fishes. In Luke 7, he showed compassion on the dead son of a widow woman and raised him from the dead. In Mark 1 and in 5, he was moved with compassion and brought about healings. See, it is the compassion that God has for individuals that causes his glory to be shown, for him to move and for his goodness to come to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he loves us yeah. and he has compassion on us. Yeah. That's right. Mm. See, this is where people fall short of receiving God's goodness. They know that he can, but they fail to believe that he will for them. There's so many people that, you know, if there's going to be a, a, a healing service, there's some, you know, evangelist that is used in the gift and they, they're coming to town and, you know, there are people that will show up. There are some that will show up saying, I'm getting my miracle tonight. But there are others that are showing up just saying, I want to see what God does. All right. Right. Oh, but, but let that evangelist, let that, that prophet, that man of God, ask them, is there anything that, that I can pray for you? No, no, I'm good. Amen. Really, you, you don't have anything you need from God. No, no, I'm, I'm all good. I, I, you know, thank you. Though. Because they don't believe that God will do it for them but they want to see what God will do for somebody else. Yes, yes. His goodness is an act of compassion or love. Just like Jesus loved all of the world enough to come to earth and become the sacrifice for all sins so that none would have to perish, that same love still exists for God to move with compassion for whosoever will today. That same compassion will move God to act in your life. But we, we fail so many times to, uh, to allow ourselves to believe that God will do that for me. Do you really believe that God loves you? I mean, Scripture says he, he knows you by name. He, he knows the hairs on your head. And we keep making his job easier. Because they're getting fewer and fewer. But listen, God, 
God cares about us beyond measure. Amen. Beyond anything that we could we could really comprehend. God loves us. Amen. And it's not just you and me. He loves every one of his creation. Yes. People that you and I struggle <laughs> to tolerate. Let's say that. <laughs> We're just being honest here today, okay? Yes. I mean, listen, we have some personality conflicts with people. Yes. We have some some differences of opinion. Yes. Maybe we don't sit on the same side of the aisle with them. God help us. Thank God there are no aisles in heaven. Yes. Amen. But we have difficulty uh, agreeing with people. You know what? God loves them. As much as he loves you. That's right. And the amount of love that he has for all of us is beyond what we can imagine. See, and that, that love is not just for salvation, but as we see in the in the gospels there, it's for teaching, it's for healing, it's for miracles, it's for deliverance. It's for, you know, power to overcome demonic oppression, demonic possession, demonic uh, uh, powers that would work against you. Oh, listen, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to, you know, get all, all spooky and, and things like that. But I know that there are powers of the enemy that work against us. Us work yes. against yes. me, yes. work against you. They yes. they don't want us to follow God. Right. They don't want any individual to serve God. Right. And so they're gonna work against us. Yes. But see, God wants to give us the power over that. Yes. He wants to give us that power through his name yes. to be able to have authority over yes. that. Yes. Power yes. through the Holy Spirit that he gives to us yes. so that we can take authority over those things and we don't have to bow to them. We don't have to, to give in to, to their whims, but we can do like Jesus and we can withstand them with the word. Yes. Amen. Amen. When Jesus was tempted... In the wilderness, Satan came to him and tried to bend the word of God. You want to know why it's important for you to know the word of God? Because Satan knows it. His demons know it. And they're going to try to twist it and pervert it and convince you of some things that are not true. You better know the word of God because you're right. He'll lie to you. Mm. We've we've all encountered people that are that are known liars, mm -hmm. and any time you're you're around them, your guard is up yeah. because you're you're constantly going, or, or what what they're saying is that true, or, or is there is there some truth in that, or or is that just you know a good story? Great. Listen. The scripture tells us when it's speaking of Satan that the truth is not in him. And so when, when you're feeling something that's, that's being spoken to you that doesn't come 
are aligned with the word of God, you can know that that's not from God. And that's the enemy trying to trying to convince you and trick you and, and, and lead you down the wrong path. Yes. yes. So it's not just for salvation, but it's for other things that we need in our life. And Amen. God in his compassion wants to show up and do those things. Amen. Oh yeah, salvation is, is primary. Listen, we've got to repent of our sins, be baptized in his name and filled with the spirit of God. We need all of that so that we can overcome. Yes. So that we can enter into the kingdom of God and be a part of his family. Oh, but God has so much more that he wants for you and I. Yes. See, and God has not changed at all. Scripture tells us there's no shadow of turning in him. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is forever settled in heaven. So his word hasn't changed. He still loves everybody today, just as he always has. And because of this, his compassion still moves in him today to work miracles, no matter whether it's for a multitude or whether it's for one individual. And there are people, no doubt there may be some here today that you have trouble <coughs> accepting the fact that God wants to do a miracle in your life, in your situation today. But that's his love for you. That he wants to give good gifts to his children. He wants to bless them and prosper them and help them. I, I spent, Sister Jennifer is still out there this, this morning, but we, we spent last night at Savannah and Logan's and uh, we, we, we took the night shift staying up with baby Jetson. And so I, I'm operating this, this morning on about two hours sleep, so <laughs> forgive me. Man, it's been a long time since those, you know, every two-hour feedings took place. Oh, I'm, I'm not made for that anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I, it, it's a beautiful picture to think of a, of a parent, a grandparent, that all that baby has to do is just just begin to cry a little bit. And all of a sudden, man, you pop to attention. You go, okay, what's wrong? Is he a dirty diaper? Is he hungry? Is he uncomfortable? What's going on? And your focus is right there. Why? Because you don't want that child to hurt. You don't want that child to be in distress of any kind. Well, if me... Being just an earthly parent, a flawed man, thank God I'm no longer a sinner, but I have been saved by his grace. Amen. If I can have that kind of love for a child, why do we have a problem thinking that our Heavenly Father, who is perfect in love, has that kind of love for you that he doesn't want you hurting suffering or or in lack of anything. He wants to give you 
the good things. He wants you to have a good life. He wants you to experience his goodness. God loves you, and he'll meet you right where you are, and he'll do a miracle for, for you today. There's one thing that he requires of you. You have to believe. Amen. Just like he told Martha before he called Lazarus back from the grave. He, was, he knew he was about to raise this man from the death. A man that had been dead for four days. And, and they all said, listen, we don't even want to open the tomb. He, he stinks by now. We don't want to do that, Jesus. John eleven forty, Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Today I believe God would speak that same word to each of us today. Listen, if you'll believe, you'll see the glory of God. Amen. Because he wants his glory to shine in you and to shine through you. Yes. Listen, he loves you. He wants you to be good. He wants you to have all that you need. Your health. Your, your provisions, anything that you have need of, God's going to provide for you. But you have to believe in him and trust him that he'll do it. Yes. Part of trusting is like blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I, I may not have it all together, God. I, I may not know exactly who you are, but I do know that, that you can meet my need. And I know that if I call on your name, you said you'll meet my need. And so I'm at least going to do that today. Yes. God, here's my need. Jesus, come, come meet this for me. If we'll have that much belief, Jesus will show up and do that for us today. Amen. Today God wants to extend his goodness to you. Why don't you stand with me today? He loves you. And God wants to do a miracle for you today. Every individual in here, you have something that you need. There's none of us that live perfect lives. If, even if you're close to perfect, I'd like to talk to you after. <laughs> See how I can get there. Because my, my life is far from perfect. Amen. Amen. But it is blessed of God. Amen. Amen. And where I have lack, I can call on my Father. Amen. He'll take care of me. Today, I want to invite us all just to come down around this, this front area here. And I want us to take a moment and just call out to God. And just say, God, I need you today. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking for help. And, and name what it is that you need God to do for you. Maybe you need salvation. Maybe you need a, a, a healing in your body. Maybe you need a financial miracle. Maybe you need a new job, a new car, a new home. 
I don't know what you need, but whatever it is, why don't you try Jesus? He's never failed. Thank you.